0: Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday, where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and your host is Pastor Victor Michael. This week we're airing a message entitled, Rejecting the Truth. And in this week's message, the preacher will bring a sobering and heartfelt message concerning what could be argued is the most important message we as humans can hear, that there is a truth. That Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven and that there will be too many people that will reject that truth in this life. The greatest friend you have is the one who shows you the way to Jesus Christ and an eternal life with him. And we sure pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. If you would like to hear today's message again or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, please stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael.
1: He that goeth forth bearing precious seed, and he that goeth forth weeping, weeping. We say, well, i got some lost relatives that I really love, and they won't get saved. Have they ever seen you cry for their soul? Well, that would make us all uncomfortable. Guess what? That's part of the process of getting saved. I'll make it as simple as I can for you. You bring them the gospel, you know what usually happens? They get mad. I remember after I got saved, I was going to go back to my Catholic family. They were all going to appreciate this great news that I just found out about. I found out about the mad part. But then when they do business with God and realize their sin, then they get sad. That's repentance. And then they trust Christ as their Savior and they get glad. You know what we want to do? We want to skip the mad and sad part and go straight to glad. Now, look, I always appreciate it when I run into somebody whose heart's been prepared to that point, but it doesn't always work that way. We need to have a soul winner's burden. And the only way we can have a soul winner's burden is by understanding the consequence of their rejection of Christ. Now, look at 1 Peter chapter 4, and look at verse 17. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin with us, what shall the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? consequences to rejecting the gospel now watch this next verse and if the righteous scarcely be saved the righteous scarcely be saved where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear now let me explain to you scarcely be saved i grew up without the gospel i grew up in the church that told me that i had to do works to get saved i grew up under a perversion of the gospel if, if you would have said to me before I got saved, Jesus saves, I would have said, saves what? Do you know what scarcely saved is all about? And some of you need to think about this because this is how you got saved. You basically had one opportunity and one opportunity only to get saved as far as you know. You weren't raised in a church like this where you heard the gospel in Sunday school every week, Wednesday night in Master Club, Sunday morning in the service, Sunday night in the service. Your parents had devotions with you. Your parents talked to you about the Lord Jesus Christ. You were, you were stumbling along the road on the way to hell, and God brought somebody to you. They talk about the thin blue line. You know what that was? That was the thin red line. And I look at my life, and I look at at, at the the opportunity God brought into my life, I believe this, if I would have turned away from it, I doubt I would have had another chance. Just because of the environment I operated in. Can I get get a testimony to that? Any of you in the same... My wife and I were talking about this the other day. She was in high school, and, and the saved girl invited her to a Billy Graham crusade. And we were talking about it. And I said, what if you would have not gone? That might have been it for her. Do you see what scarcely saved is? If the the righteous are scarcely saved, look at the rest of the verse. Look at the rest of the verse. Look what he says. Let me get back there. He says, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? You say, who's that? That's somebody that hears it over and over and over and over again and turns their nose up at it. Proverbs 1. You see, what happens sometimes is we think, we think that God is just going to keep coming back again, coming back again, coming back again as we keep pushing him away. And sometimes he does. I, honestly, folks, I don't, know the, I don't know the equation here today. I don't know the equation. I don't know how many times you can say no to God before he says, that's it. But I'm going to tell you something. This is a lost cord. That truth is in the Bible. Now, it's not going to make me a lot of friends, but it's still there. And all I can say to you this morning is don't find out by being that guy. Look at 2 Peter chapter 2. Look at 2 Peter chapter 2. People, people go to a church that's Bible-believing for years and years. People get raised up in a church that's Bible-believing for years and years. They get mad at God about something. Or they're just not serious about it. They never really get saved. And they, and then they just get out there and they start, they start ragging on the church. They start ragging on God's people. They start ragging on God. And you know what? Instead of like a lot of the kids here in the church that go out into the schools and out in the neighborhoods and out with their families and and their cousins and their friends and they invite them to church and try to get them saved. This bunch is doing just the opposite. They're testifying to the world to stay away from the things of God. I, I would say, I, I would say they are involved in an aggravated form of depravity. And if that's you here this morning, and if that's you out on live stream, and if that's you out in social media, don't don't plan on going to heaven, because that's not the fruit of a saved person. And God will see through your shabby little. Phony testimony like piercing through tissue paper. Look at Second Peter chapter 2. You, you know what we're doing, and, and, and I'm as guilty as the next person. I'm not, I'm not condemning anybody about this. But we're sitting here. Oh, come on. You know, wouldn't you really like to get saved? Oh, we'd sure like to have you on board. It'd be really cool. Oh, you don't? Okay, we'll try again sometimes. And we're doing that to a bunch of people that in their hearts are just like this. And they're seething. You know what's wrong with our country? You know what's wrong with God's people? has nothing to do with Democrats and Republicans. has nothing to do with who won the election or lost the election or who cheated the election or didn't cheat the election. I'll tell you what's wrong with America. There is no fear of God left. That's why people are drifting towards socialism. They want the nanny state. Hand out to me and there are no consequences for me doing wrong. The fear of the Lord understands there are consequences to sin, and there are certainly consequences to rejecting God's remedy for sin. Look at verse 1. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies. Privily. they're, They're in the midst. Folks, this is nothing new. This is nothing new. This was going on in the first century church. He says, even denying the Lord that bought them and shall bring upon themselves swift destruction and many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not and their damnation slumbereth not. Young people will grow up in a church like this all around the country, all around the world in some cases. And that church will provide camps for them. That church will provide activities for them. That church will provide spiritual nurturing for them. Their parents will lead them in devotions. And then they'll grow up and throw off the shackles of that shabby profession of faith, break their parents' hearts, and act like everybody around here is the Antichrist. Justin, where's Justin? He brought me something off of Facebook about five, five six years ago. And I, I don't go looking for this stuff. But it was, a, it was a girl that was raised here that got way away from God. And I'm not going to say what her sin is. I don't want to hurt her parents' feelings or anything like that. I'm going to keep it anonymous. But it was a triangulated conversation where she was talking to two of her friends that worked at the coffee shop that I like to frequent. And the three of them were talking about how they wished I was dead. And one of them would like to kill me. Well, I thought to myself, you can hate me and want me dead, but you're not making my coffee anymore, <laughs> okay? I might look dumb, but I'm not that dumb. And I knew who the two girls there were because of their particular sin. I could detect the signs of it, and I just stayed away from the place for about six months until they moved on. But I, I thought to myself, and I talked to my wife about it. I said, what did I ever do to that little girl? And why is she breaking her parents' hearts like this? I mean, if you want to be wicked, shut up about it. If you want to live like hell, don't, don't drag your parents into it. Change your name and get out of their lives. Look at, uh, look at the same chapter. Look at verse 19. Or look at verse 13. Back up to verse 13. I mean, just, all I'm trying to say this morning, folks, is God's not playing games. We might play games, but he's not. And we can stick our head in the sand and ignore these consequences, but it isn't going to make them go away. Look at verse 13. He says here, And shall receive the reward of unrighteousness as they that it kind of pleasure to riot in the daytime. Spots are they in blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings while they what? Feast with you. These are people that fellowshiped with God's people. But, but this is one chapter I would never want to be featured in. 2 Peter chapter 2 or the book of Jude know what I'm saying I wouldn't want to I wouldn't, wanna, I, I wouldn't I, I, when I read these two chapters second Peter 2 and Jude I always fear and tremble that I might find something that sounds like me in those chapters this is God's judgment on the on 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 the the intentionally conscious wicked that just oppose him and his people
0: we want to thank you for joining us today for treasures of truth And it is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, Rejecting the Truth, by Pastor Rick DeMichael. And in this week's lessons, we have been taken through the Bible to learn that there is an absolute truth. There is a reason we are here, and there are sadly many who boldly claim that there is no God. Unfortunately, these same people will one day realize how wrong they were, but it will be too late. The good news is that if you are listening right now, that it's not too late. Because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And if you don't know for sure that Jesus Christ is your Savior, then we encourage you to contact the offices of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and we will gladly help in any way we can. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, if you would like to hear this or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. That's tvbc.org. You can also visit our YouTube page or follow us on Facebook for more information. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us in our services, which begin with Sunday school at 9.30, followed by the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45, and of course all of the services have fully staffed nurseries available for young children as well as interactive and exciting programs for all ages, including junior high, high school, and college age groups. And don't forget our Wednesday night service at 7 o'clock, which has the Master's Club program during the school year for the kids and a Bible study at the same time for the adults over in the main Auditorium. We hope to see you soon
1: at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and may God bless you.